Hello, this is Gene MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, and I want to do a review of the year 2022 as it comes to an end, uh, which we designated the Year of the Midlife Woman. At the end of this year, we should ask ourselves, what progress have we seen? There have been some high-profile cases of men in high positions being revealed and reviled as abusers of women. However, only a handful reach the public eye and we can guess that there are many more. I listen regularly to the BBC Weekend Woman's Hour, and nearly every week there is a story of abuse of a woman by an individual or group or institution. It makes one wonder if we are getting anywhere. Or is abuse and discrimination against women so widespread and endemic that it's impossible to eradicate? like the common cold. And yet these examples serve to raise awareness of how widespread abuse and discrimination is, and hopefully build a belief that it should be called out as unacceptable and will no longer be tolerated. Because in many cases we know other people know or suspect it is happening, but choose either to turn a blind eye or stay silent or not ask questions. If we look at some of the revelations this year about widespread misogyny in the Metropolitan Police and the London Fire Brigade, they will come as no surprise to women who have had any dealings with either of these organisations. But don't think it's limited just to these two institutions. It will almost certainly be found to a greater or lesser degree in police forces and fire services all over the country, as any woman who has experiences with either will have found. And this attitude doesn't necessarily present, uh, present itself aggressively, but takes the form of patronizing attitudes and a commonly shared belief in those institutions that women are not reliable uh, witnesses or um, that shouldn't their, their complaints should not be believed. And you may remember the sad case in Yorkshire of a mother and daughter who were murdered because the local police would not take their reports of threats seriously. Unfortunately, these attitudes can be found to a greater or less extent in all male-dominated institutions. And we will come back to my theory of the reasons why this is happening later. We may not seem to have made much progress, but let's hope that raising awareness of these injustices in the West will have some benefit. However, in the East, we might say that things seem to be going backwards, because in some countries that we know about, the position for women has got worse. In Afghanistan, the Taliban's claim to have changed its spots have proven false. The ruling group of clerics, who is effectively the government there, have been tightening their grip and forcing women back into domestic servitude and silence. In Iran, the religious police seem exclusively concerned with enforcing rules that keep women invisible and docile. The government dare not make concessions for fear of a backlash from hardline religious groups of ayatollahs. These are the visible extremes, but you can be sure that these attitudes and, and abuses are reflected to some degree in other Muslim-controlled countries too. And all this is done in the name of God. All one can hope the move towards improvement of the position of women in Western countries will 
be noted and provide support and encouragement to women demanding change in those countries where the law directly discriminates against them. We're taught the universe constantly moves towards finding balance. Let's hope that that will prevail, in this case, between the West and the East, without too much pain and bloodshed. So what does all this lack of physical progress in the West and backward movement in the East reveal? I would say it shows the basic insecurity of men, particularly men in power. For centuries, actually thousands of years, men have had exclusive control of the levels of power and run things their way. They and their institutions have dismissed, discredited and sidelined the power of the feminine. They may have tolerated and celebrated exceptional women of talent and beauty, as long as they didn't rock the boat and threaten the status quo. These days, men can see that women are gaining increasing influence, authority and confidence in some areas of Western society. And they feel for the first time that their automatic claim to superiority and supremacy is being questioned and undermined. They feel and see evidence that the pillars of patriarchy are beginning to crumble. The result is that they are afraid. They see women of ability being successful and calling into question their claim to automatic superiority over women. Now, this doesn't apply to all men, of course, and particularly not to intelligent, well-educated men who do not see women of ability as unfair competition. However, among less enlightened men, there is resentment and fear of the advance of women. And we can see this in the widespread misogyny in male-dominated groups like the police, the emergency services and the military. They may pay lip service to equal, equal opportunity, but when it comes to it, they don't really believe it. However, hopefully in 2022, the progress of women, at least in the West, has passed the point of no return. Now, I don't believe that women want superiority over men. There'd be little benefit in replacing the patriarchy with a matriarchy. We have tried societies where one gender dominates the other, and they don't produce good results. All I believe all that women want is the freedom and opportunity to join in leadership of our society and its institutions on equal terms with men. Then we can look for the ideal blend of the divine feminine with the divine masculine. And with good management, this should lead to a world in which we would all be pleased to be living. And how do we bring this about? Well, the classic answer is that you change the world one person at a time. Actually, that means one changes the world by changing the one person who you can change, and that is yourself. In 2022, I have seen many examples of midlife women taking control of themselves and taking responsibility for their lives. That means not looking for some dream man some benign employer or some generous government department to make their lives better for them. This usually comes in the form of a gradual or sudden realization that the only person who can change their lives for the better is themselves. They can and should look for help and support from others, and that's what we aim to provide in the Bend Life Butterfly Club. But in the end, taking control of your life and changing for the better is a do-it-yourself job. 
If we can look forward to a growing number of women changing their thinking and taking more control and responsibility for their lives, then it should gradually swing the balance in our society towards a direction that will give us a world society in which we would all be pleased to be living. On that hopefully optimistic note, can I wish you a happy 2023 and trust that it will be a year of continuing improvement in the position of women. This is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, signing off for now. Bye.